You are listening to episode 21 of the TJ Tells It podcast. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Sydney, who tells you all about how you can transition from being a college student to working life and keep a healthy and fit life. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness junkie. Have you ever said, I could never run, lift weights, take a spin class, complete a 5K, or even that marathon? If you ever said, I'm not the fitness type, are you afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do? Or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If I just described you, then this is the podcast for you. You will hear about starting a health and fitness lifestyle, tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated. You'll learn the ins and outs of becoming a healthier you. You will also get to meet some of my favorite fitness junkies around and more. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Hey, hey, welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I am TJ, your host, and today I am bringing you one of my favorite interviews to date, which I know I say that every time I bring you an interview, but they're just fabulous, is with Miss Sydney. We met at um, a fitness studio in Atlanta. As you'll hear, she has moved back to Charlotte, where she's from, and uh, we recorded it though a couple of weeks before she left. And so that's what we're talking about. But it's been a few months since she's been back in Charlotte. But we talk about the transition from a high school athlete to a fitness focused college student to a health, fitness and wellness focused adult in their career. In addition to that, we talk about some tools to keep our obsessive behaviors in check and make sure that we're living the healthiest lifestyle we can live. And even more important, we talk about confidence and how to be 10 times bolder. It is an amazing concept, and I've been trying to live that 10 times bolder lifestyle since I talked to Sydney about it. We also talk about um, the perspective on setbacks and how to treat those as still moving forward on your journey and the importance of goal setting and uh, maintaining goals through deadlines and how a year starts on day one, not necessarily January 1st. And even better, she leaves us with a great recipe for a protein frozen coffee frappuccino style drink. So you'll have to listen all the way through so that you can get that. Grab a pen and piece of paper, rewind, write it all down, give it a try. And if you try it, please let me know. post on Instagram or Facebook, tag uh, TJ Tells It, and you can also uh, tag Sydney and tell her how much you enjoyed it. Her Instagram handle is Sid underscore pain, and I am sure she would love to see that you tried her recipe out. But a couple of announcements, some exciting things happening in the TJ Tells It world. I am going to do a five-day jumpstart to refreshing your optimal you. So it's really a way to reboot your journey or to get one started if you haven't. And you can sign up to get on uh, the email list so that you will get notified when the challenge starts and get the guidebook, which will include some of my 
favorite recipes that are super quick but tasty and don't require a whole lot of ingredients. A couple of workouts that you can try so that you can figure out what you like to do. Are you a gym person? Are you a home workout kind of person? Or are you a combination thereof? And then there will be some motivation stuff because you know your wellness and mindset play a huge role in whether or not your journey is moving forward and moving forward how you want it to. So I will put a a link to um, the sign up page for getting on the list um, in the show notes here. And it'll be all over social media. You'll be able to find it on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter too. So you just click that link drop your email address. And then as soon as the challenge is ready to go with the guidebook, I will shoot you an email and you can get started. Plus then you'll be able to reply back to me if you have questions or have any kind of comments or things like that. But without further ado, here is my interview with Miss Sydney who gives you so much knowledge. Hi everyone, today I'm bringing you an interview with Sydney Payne, who is a fitness studio enthusiast and a friend on her very own health and fitness journey. Sydney, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Sydney and I am from Charlotte, North Carolina. Moving back there in a couple days. She's leaving me. But I uh, have been enjoying Atlanta. I am fresh out of college and I just graduated So I'm taking a dive into my career, which is in sales in the financial technology industry. Let's talk a little bit about your health and fitness journey. So where did it start? Is it a lifelong journey? Tell the people, just give them a synopsis of where you are. Yeah, so so I'll just start with how I grew up. I grew up in a family that is super involved in fitness. My dad literally could beat us in a race today. Like, he's just so... (laughs) Fit. It's unreal. So both my parents have always exercised. They made it a priority in their life. I grew up playing sports and I played soccer for the most part, but loved everything about any kind of activity. I was literally on the chunky side when I was younger. So I always felt like I needed to be active and um, my parents, you know, definitely encouraged me to be in sports, do a ton of, you know, activity to move around and stuff. But I love to eat. And candy is my weakness. Oh, my God. It was like we were meant to be friends, guys. <laughs> I know. So I've always kind of like had, you know, obviously the chunky issue going on while I was growing up but it didn't stop me I pushed through played a lot of sports in middle school was a three sport athlete played soccer base um, softball and what was my third sport basketball which I was not good at (laughs) that's why I forgot it and uh, just was very focused on sports had a lot of fun met a lot of friends got to high school played primary soccer um I guess some more background on me is like the candy thing carried over, you know, obviously I've had like a lot of issues with eating and finding the balance of like being active and eating and because in sports, you don't really realize that like the team members you're around, like 
usually sports people who are active love to eat. Yes. So I was around that all the time, pregame meals, and it was just like encouraged to eat a lot. Yeah. And then play sports. Um, But I got a little obsessive in high school my sophomore and junior year where I would go to – I was a really great soccer player at the time. I felt like I had a lot of pressure on me from my parents, from my soccer coaches, from just everybody because, you know, the school environment, you're the part of the team, you're a core piece of the team. And I felt like I had to perform, look the part, do the part, everything. So after practice, I would go to practice right after school, eat literally nothing, go to two cycle classes. Oh my gosh. And then go home and then do it all over again. So that was probably like my skinniest I've ever been, but it was definitely not like mentally healthy. So then senior year came along and I wasn't pursuing playing college sports anymore. So I wanted to play another sport. So I played volleyball and those girls can eat like no other. (laughs) And I just ate, 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 didn't move that much in volleyball. We were a terrible team, obviously gained some weight. And then, um, went into college and just really started focusing on the fitness aspect. Obviously, the body stuff was still an issue, but I pushed through and it's always going to be a challenge. But I got through that and became a fitness instructor. Nice. So I was a fitness instructor for two years. And then now I'm here doing my career as a saleswoman, and just enjoy and turn. I love it. I love it. So you talked a little bit about the mental issues and how it can play a role in your health, your fitness, what you eat, what you don't eat, how hard you go. How, what are your tools that you use now to kind of, I don't know, check to see, am I going too hard? Am I being obsessive? Am I not doing enough? Like, how do you keep the balance? I think, like, especially in college, I learned a lot about, you know, the fine balance of if you push yourself too hard, you're literally going to be exhausted. Whereas when I was younger, everything didn't really matter. It all built up. You're a teenager, so you're always tired. But now, looking back, I just think that, like, if you do rest, then you can perform better. And so I think... Like, finding that balance, especially with the cycle classes that we go to and all of our competition. (laughs) Like, you really have to take a step back. And if you are tired, just it's a lot of just, like, checking in with your body. Like, it's not about, you know, how many calories you burn or it's literally, for me now, it's just about how I feel. If I take a day off, I just take it as an active day. We'll go on a walk. And then the next day, go harder, do yoga, you know? I think it's just, now I see exercise not... So using your fitness classes for social aspects, as well as keeping yourself pressures of be a star athlete. How do you keep yourself motivated? I think my motivation primarily right now, currently, it just stems from 
accountability partners. So like you, like Hannah from the gym, um, we have so many people to just that care about your journey that you're on. So some of my goals, like I wanted to do five pull-ups. So just having people who like, if you go to a class often, they know you, you know, the instructor knows you to go. And if you don't show up, they realize and recognize that you're not there. And they're like, Oh, Sydney, like, why aren't you there? I think that's been a huge part of my motivation now. Another thing is just a little bit about back backtracking to my background of like how I'm wired, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, in middle school, I had a best friend and like when we were, I think 12, she got cancer. Mm -hmm. And so like, as I was playing sports, I saw her not be able to have any health and it was just really bad. Like the cancer took her away and she passed away in eighth grade. And it took me a long time to realize like, oh my gosh, like every day we wake up, if it's Mm -hmm. 5am and we are struggling, like we are here, we are able, we have legs, we can breathe, we have lungs, you know, that work properly. We have bodies that can move. So I think that's also like definitely the foundation of where my motivation comes from. And then Another thing, too, is, like, we only have one life to live, so we might as well just push ourselves, like, past any kind of boundary that we can. I think it's, like, hard, especially in a career, in a job, where it can become super routine to just, like, go day to day and you just truck through, you know, like, in a negative attitude or even if you're positive but you don't want to, you know, stay active because you sit down at a desk all day or even if you're moving just work consumes your life I think you have to pull from like what where you stem from and like what your foundation is to be a better you yeah I like that it's funny and Sydney probably doesn't know this because I don't always talk about it I occasionally will drop (laughs) chemo or radiation into (laughs) conversations and then people are like uh, did you forget something to tell us something? <laughs> but my foundation is also very similar. It just didn't start in eighth grade, but I started um, at non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and after chemo and radiation, the side effect is fatigue and that doesn't ever go away. And the prescription that was written for me was the exercise. And sometimes I definitely go overboard with it, but it's what I need in order to keep moving and be able to do anything else that I may want to do. Um, right. So it's amazing how much cancer can impact your life even if you don't aren't the person that had it um and can create you the same strong foundation to motivate you to do things at least in the fitness health and fitness realm that you wouldn't ordinarily do or when people are like you do what you get up how early to right to, to go sit on a bike with mm-hmm. a seat that's gonna violate you and Uh, ride your heart out and no one's paying you you're amazing how much if you go back to your roots figure out know your why why are you doing what you do makes a huge difference in terms of keeping motivated and when i talk about my motivation on the other podcast uh episodes i 
knowing your why, why are you doing it is always my number one tip for um, how you stay motivated. So I will link back to that episode in the show notes for everyone. But let's talk about confidence a little bit. You appear to be And to me, I see you as a very confident person and you're outgoing and you're always willing to give something a try or having us cracking up with your dance moves Mm -hmm. and whatnot. How does confidence have an impact on your journey? I think, I mean, it plays a huge part. I feel like I actually am an introverted extrovert. Yes. I am right there with you. I am like, I can be by myself and be totally okay. But when I get in social situations... Like, let's bring it, let's party, you know? Let's do everything weird because I feel like my whole life I always, you know, with cliche high school drama, middle school, just all the drama that comes along with that, I realized that I was trying to just push myself to fit in groups that, you know, I never have, I've never been a fan of cliques. So I'm just like, why don't I just be myself? Why don't I just be inclusive? of everybody and let's roll with it so like I think a lot of my confidence is just like finally realizing I am who I am and I'm never going to change and if I continue to be who I am 100% completely weird funny out there like no filter then the people who have the same traits as me will gravitate in my circle so I like it. I like it. I was recently listening to a podcast, and if I can remember what it is when I go to do the show notes, I'll link back to it. Or maybe I was listening to, oh, I was actually listening to a Renee Brown book, and she was talking about the difference between fitting in and belonging, and what does that mean? And I do know that fitting in, people a lot of times say fitting in is where you conform to be in a group or belonging as you be yourself and you're accepted for what it is. All right, so this is my one of my favorite questions I ask of everyone. What is your superpower and how do you use it? Oh, yeah. My superpower? Your superpower. It's just being super weird. Is that? That is it. I love it. I think if... With my life and just, like, I feel like I'm on this adventure, like, with fitness, with everything else that comes along, I just feel like being weird has, like, and when I say be weird, I'm, like, not dancing in the street nude. I am, well, I could be. (laughs) You never know. But, like, I mean, just, I heard this guy speak one time and his motivational quote is like be 10 times bolder and basically you just go through your life and you live as if you have no regrets and so whether that be you walk up to a CEO of a company and you're like oh my gosh hello my name is Sydney I wanted to meet you which I did (laughs) I ran after a CEO um the t the guy who created TRX oh I ran after him Cool. And I was like, hello, hello, my name is Sydney. Nice to meet you. I'm going to have to take that and add that to my arsenal of like be 10 times bolder. Yes. I, I feel like I need to be bolder. So I'm it's like, it's and it's in those moments, it is such a superpower because if you, like, have you ever had a moment where you feel like, man, I should have like went, walked up to that person and said, hey, or Absolutely. man, you know, like I should have done that or I should have gone to this concert, like. 
and no one wanted to go with me, but you could have gone by yourself. Yes. I think that like is my superpower because I'm like, I want to do everything. I don't want to miss out on anything that I want to do or anyone that I want to meet and just make it known. I like that. I I actually have gone to a, a I bought a concert ticket, um, and I didn't know anyone else was going. It didn't occur to me to ask other people if they were going. I was just like, I love that artist. I'm going. They're they're gonna be walking distance from my office. Done. And it turned out with a couple other people that or another person that I worked with and her husband um, were going to the concert too. So we did like dinner before and we sat separately and I enjoyed the concert just as much even right. if I by myself. But I feel like I don't always take that opportunity to be just a little bit bolder and then I think God, I wish I had been just like that person and been, like, super bold. Right. And done whatever. So, okay, be ten times bolder. Yes, done. absolutely. Starting that now. I like it. Yes. I like so it. So, that is my, just stay weird, live your life, do what you want, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I totally needed to hear that today. It was not a great day at work, and being ten times bolder is going to help me make that next step. I like it. I like it. All right, let's talk a little bit about lifestyle. We did talk a little bit about balance and that you try and like check in with yourself regularly. And what do you do when you find yourself in that position of, I haven't checked in in a while, I'm in this situation, and I feel like I'm out of balance? What do you do to mm. recenter yourself? That's a good question. I think, let's see. When I get in, I just call it, I get in a funk. So Mm -hmm. whether that's at work, I have bad days or in the gym, I'm not feeling like I'm progressing. I'm just, or I backtrack and go back. Like recently, I just am now getting out of a funk because I've been in training for a new job Mm -hmm. and, you know, it just was the holidays. So, you know, January 1st is supposed to be the start of the new year, (laughs) but February 1st will be mine. I have this theory that a year starts on day one. January 1 just happens to be day one of whatever year that is. So January 1, 2019. But a year starts on day one. Like my year candy freeze started, well now it's more than a year, but it started October 31st. Yes, on Halloween people because I'm crazy. Uh, 2017. And... It was by happenstance, but I was like, you know what? I'm starting this. It's going to be... Originally, it was like, let me make it the holidays, and then it was, no, I can make a year of this. I've talked about this before, um, but a year starts on day one, so I purposely don't make, quote-unquote, New Year's resolutions in the traditional sense. I just set goals, and when I feel like I need a new goal to go along with the goals that I am currently mm-hmm. doing... Day one starts whatever day that is. I love that. That makes day me that makes me feel more motivated already. Love it. And fun fact about today, it's yes. January seventeenth, and this is the national day where majority of people who stop their New Year's resolutions, it happens today. Oh. Yes. I, I've been searching to try and figure out what it's that is. January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Mm-hmm. I like that. I um I think I might start now. January 17th will be the day in which I pick a new goal for something. Right. And figure out when I'm going to start it. Like, it'll just be my goal-picking day. Mm-hmm. And see if I can't keep other people motivated to continue what they start on day January 1 or start 
day one on January 17th. That would be really cool. Yeah, but I guess just to finish answering that question you had about getting out of a funk, um, I just... Lately, I've been so much better about it. Like, my funk will just be, like, less than a week or even a couple of days. But I just have to, you know, like you said before, get back to your roots of, like, what... Like, why do you show up to the gym? What is your why? And realize, okay, well, if I'm here half doing the workout then I'm not doing any good for myself other than, like, being there. You know, you're just a number on a bike. Whether you either show up or you're present, that's, like, two different things. And I think, like, that goes to say for, you know, your job and your workout life. I feel like you either, I mean, you decide your whole entire path. So it's like you can go to work and slum it and you know be whatever you want to be or just wait until the clock hits five or you can take all your talents push yourself to your limits because no one else is stopping you and achieve whatever you want to achieve I love it you know I always say my superpower is showing up but now I feel like I need to say be present my superpower is showing up and being present yes sometimes I'm not always awake or coherent but I'm present (laughs) and doing what the workout is but yes i love that thank you for that insight sydney of course oh are you sure you have to leave me to go to charlotte i know i'm so bummed but i will be back in like two weeks yes which is good i like it what's your biggest hurdle past present are they any different Mm, i mean gosh my biggest hurdle i think is just the mental part i can always show up be present in a workout but the hardest thing is when I get to the fridge uh-huh. and it's the eating. I think the, the hurdle, there's like a mental connection with like when you eat, you feel better and it's just an emotional like trigger. Yes. And so I think that I've always had food or like junk food as my like fallback. So I think those are overcoming that and not being too restrictive or too obsessive about numbers or what I'm eating I think like once I get over that hurdle and become mentally stronger I can get back on track but I do have those times where I get off fall off the wagon and I'm like oh my gosh what am I doing what am I eating I'm eating too much you know yeah and I'm like well eat like a pound of candy and I'm like what did I just do and it's all emotional and I'm like ah but it's I just have to keep pounding in my head that I know where I want to be. I know where to, where I want to go. I want to be stronger. I want to be the best version of me. And, like, falling back where I've been before, knowing how I felt mentally and physically is not where I need to be. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Today was... Um not a great day at work and the advice that was given to me was go do something right now that'll make you feel better and my original thought was it was a battle actually which I feel like it means I'm making progress but my original two warring thoughts were there's not a class going and but I don't have any food that no that's the worst right like so Uh, I have this internal battle like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do the two things I know are guaranteed to make me feel better at this moment. Right. Like, either go to a workout class or go eat something. And what I wanted to eat was definitely not going to be 
like the best for my body. And then I was like, I actually do have delicious, healthy food in my bag, but I'm not gonna go eat it right this second because it's just as bad as if I went and ate an entire gluten-free cake or whatever. Absolutely. Instead, I, I think I turned on YouTube or Instagram stories or whatever, just made that connection with something that was outside of the current situation. But I like that, um, I like that you, you know, it is a struggle to be mentally present when yeah. it's your, like, your big hurdle and mm-hmm. doing that battle. That It is a battle and sometimes it, it doesn't ever get easier when you get stronger. And I know. It's always going to follow you. But I think, I mean, me and you both, I think, like, right now, knowing that, like, okay, we have battled these yes. options and we just don't impulsively do it anymore, that is, like, already, we're, like, making the right steps to get there. Yes. And it's so, a journey. It's one step at for a time. Sure. You just always have to keep moving forward, even if it looks like hairpin turns. I like to say that I'll ever go backwards in my journey, and it's a climb up, and it's like if you're going up a really steep mountain, mm. and the road to get up to the top of a mountain is not a straight-up road 90% of the time. It's a winding road, and it may look like you are encountering the same things over again but in reality you're just a little bit higher than you were and you're always moving forward and up to keep moving in your journey even if you may hit the same things again you're going to handle it better or in a different way so oh, I it's like, like that hairpin turns okay, in life hairpin but going turns. uphill all at the same time and I feel like as long as you're doing that and you don't see the same thing again and react the same way for the same amount of time, I feel like you're moving forward and it's a progress and journey. And then being able to recognize when you've made progress or you're back where you were and how do I want to handle this differently shows that you are kind of taking the steps forward. So it's awesome. We talked a lot about nutrition. Um, What's a typical day of food like for you? Hmm. Food. (laughs) Um, So right now, lately, I have been doing, waking up, doing, I usually, I'm hooked on oatmeal this year. Mm. So I do like a pack of oatmeal. I know it sounds so gross, but there's this brand called Think Thin, and it's like vanilla Madagascar. It's probably not Madagascar, (laughs) but something, macadamia nut, something. But I do that because it's easy to pack, and then usually I do like half a cup of fruit in the morning. Um... And then I usually have a snack. I do like some carrots or some grapes midway through. And then I get to lunch. And sometimes that's the struggle, being at work. Like I'm transitioning into a position where I'll be out on my own. So I think it'll be better. But in the workplace that I worked like a little bit ago before I got into training, like it was always someone's birthday, so okay. there were cakes around. There's snacks. We have a snack wall, so it's like it's Ooh. so easy to just grab the chips or like see what everyone else is bringing in. Or even like when people go to lunch and then they bring it back and you like smell the scent of <laughs> their chicken nuggets from Chick Fil A. You're like, are you kidding me? Like you're ruining my plan. Yeah. Um. But I like working like at a sit down desk. I was really good about meal prepping. So I always did like ground turkey, sweet potatoes, and um, what else did I have? Brussels sprouts. And then I also persuaded myself that I liked broccoli. That was like my same meal every day because I just 
was in a creative funk of like <laughs> the variety of meals I wanted to make. Yeah. So I just ate the same stuff. Um, and then come home for dinner. I'm weird about dinner. Depending on when I take class, um, I was literally on a poached egg like frenzy. Nice. So I would come home and eat four poached eggs every night <laughs> with hot sauce. So it's kind of like my typical day. And then here and there, like, I'll throw in a protein shake. I like those, um, I think they're the one protein bars. I always have those around. um, And those are pretty tasty. But other than that, I mean, I love those tuna packets that you can just take. Anything that's easy and simple, I like. Um, obviously eating healthy, that's a little bit harder to like pack up things that are easy to carry, but that's usually what my typical day looks like. And sometimes I just splurge. You gotta have a splurge every now and then. Yes. I mean, I won't have one for another like 50 days cause I'm doing a body, a body comp challenge. And, yeah. But it'll be worth it. It's worth it in the end. <laughs> and I may or may not already be planning what like, your cheat day <laughs> what the end of the competition I've taken my photos oh my will be but the funny thing about it is as I keep planning it it's really not like if you were like well that's not bad for you you're not gonna go eat McDonald's or no I want to not be sick to my stomach right but I want, yeah you know there are just other little things like a banana currently makes the list because I'm on a keto meal plan right now and bananas are not on keto, but I get fruit, so I'm not missing it too much. It's just like switch topics and talk a little bit about fitness. Sure. What types of exercises do you like to do? Okay, I like everything. Really? <laughs> I find no. that hard to believe. <laughs> Don't believe that. Do not believe that. I think my number one is cycle. Always love cycle. I do not like to run. Huh. So cycle <laughs> is just so entertaining for me because it's quick you can push yourself really hard but I feel like the running like I would all through my you know playing sports doing suicides doing those short sprints just scarred me from the long distance stuff so any sort of running I just am not into unless I have a running partner and I'm talking to them um and that is currently how I feel about running as well mm -hmm. um that was definitely my first foray into well actually technically started on a spin bike but running quickly subsumed my fitness world Mm -hmm. for a very long time and now I'm like I don't really have a partner to do regular workouts with whereas go to a studio and you always have someone right to work out with you but I feel you I feel you on the running sometimes but that does not mean I'm going to stop pushing races on people so you (laughs) listeners that i am still trying to convince to do the atlanta women's 5k because that's my gateway race um i'm still gonna keep pushing it we may just walk it and chat and have fun it'll be awesome because it'll be my birthday week but see i do that okay you heard it people cindy says she's coming to do my birthday party coming back i like it i like it do you own a fitbit or a step tracking device i own an apple watch do you track your steps and all that on it? I, you know, I need to call Apple actually, <laughs> but my battery life is just not doing that good. Uh. But I, usually I just track it for, I like, I got an Apple watch for the fact that you can track different types of activity. Right. Because another thing that I like to do, just being active with my fitness, 
I lived at the beach for school for four years, so I got really into paddleboarding and surfing. And then I also started prepping myself a little bit for like sprint triathlons. So I was swimming in the pool. So I wanted to, you can't wear, it was like during the age of when the Fitbit (laughs) was coming out, you know, and nothing was waterproof. So I wanted something that could obviously like track those things. Or even if I was on a paddleboard, just like be slightly water resistant. Mm -hmm. So I love the Apple watch. Um, because it tracks obviously different movements in your body and I feel like I feel like sometimes it miscalculates but for the most part since it has the sensor for the heart rate I feel like it's pretty accurate compared to some other devices like it yeah I wear Fitbit people you know this mm-hmm. the surge although they don't make the surge anymore and this one is starting to show its age a little oh, bit no. So I'm like, okay, now I need whatever the newest Fitbit. I'll have to look it up. I'll link it in the show notes for the newest GPS. Because um, I like my GPS on my wrist because once a runner, always a runner. Um, and I will have to transition to not wearing a surge to something different. But um, I still, I like go back and forth about whether or not I care about hitting my 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those balance things for a year and a half it was I want to hit 10,000 steps a day it started out as a year long goal it lasted a year and a half and then I realized when I was marathon training um, that I had to go to an average in a week because I needed more rest and I may or may not have been slightly obsessive about it Um, by slightly I mean I was obsessed it was but I always had someone like when I was having my crazy like oh my god I only have an hour till midnight I gotta get my steps in yes there was a dance party that happened or the dogs would walk in circles and my family would stay up until I hit my 10,000 <laughs> steps because they knew it was important to me. Right. But also reaching that point where I knew it was okay for myself to let it go uh-huh. as a thing, but it is still like my check back too. Like, Ooh, how low are those steps really getting? Right. Ooh, just because you didn't work out class does not mean you can sit and do nothing for the rest of the day unless you are sleeping or ill or whatever. So it's a good barometer for me now, but I try not to be obsessive about the 10,000 steps. What about you? I can totally relate to that. I think like the first time I had, I started out with a Fitbit and that was when like the competition thing started coming out. I think that was the first. Challenges, yeah. The challenges and me and my roommate would literally do suicide sprints in in the house and like at midnight or like power walk around the house it was it's just funny to think back on it and then we had this one friend who um tied it to her fan and so like (laughs) she always would beat us and we're like what are you doing and she would tie it to the fan to cheat so i think like the competitive edge that like took away from the Fitbit um but I love I really just wear it just to track my fitness I like having it on especially for the cardio and then if I run outside you can see the distance right for the strength do you track your strength yeah not really like the um when we do the mez sometimes I turn it most of the time I forget to turn it on and so I go back in and add it in like I did circuit training for X amount. Okay. And then select the intensity for the calories burned or whatever. Interesting. But. Yeah. See, like that, like I'd rather see it for the cardio more than anything. Yeah. 
because when we do the strength if you do push-ups it like randomly might turn off or when we do kettlebell work like you're you clacking it on your yes your the face of the watch so you have to remember to switch it around mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah no I think it is a good gauge though like I don't wear mine every day anymore because it dies oh like yeah you're gonna at get 5 p.m I know so I need to talk to them and maybe they'll send me a new one and I can get it replaced. But, um, yeah. So I don't get the full effect of every day. I just wear it when I exercise. But I like it. I yes. think it keeps you in track, especially if you do set those circle goals or hit the 10,000 steps. Because then it's like, okay, I actually achieved this. Yeah. And I didn't tie it to my fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you done anything crazy fitness wise crazy yeah mm. everybody has a different definition of what's crazy fitness wise like some people would say doing a marathon and then doing it again might be crazy i what did i do that was crazy the craziest thing that i can think of right now is i did do i did a tough mutter and that was super yeah. fun but i fully committed and did like the 12 mile one And that was, like, I probably had the longest I ever ran at that point. I was, I think, either a freshman or sophomore in college. The longest I ever ran was the weekend before I did it. I jumped into my sister's half marathon. I ran eight miles with her. Wow. And I was like, okay, if I can run eight, I can do 12 Tough Mudder miles. Well, that was pretty hard. I'm sure. That was really hard. And then I guess the other craziest thing that I've ever done is like the sprint triathlon but the swim part like I'm used to being on a surfboard mm-hmm. I've never like done much open water <laughs> swimming so it was in an intercoastal and you had to gauge the current oh. and so that was pretty challenging like I really felt kind of scared nervous yeah I didn't know what the murky water would be like um but training for it. I used to work at a paddleboard company and the guy who owned the shop, he I mean, they're born like swimming in the water and right. being open and doing all these crazy water activities and I wasn't because I'm from the city, you yeah. know, of Charlotte. Um so he's like, Oh, you'll be fine, just jump in the intercoastal where all these boats are coming through and he was like, I'll just tie like a uh, life jacket to your ankle so people will see you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right now. So he literally tied a paddleboard leash to my ankle Uh attached to a, one of those like typical orange life jackets. And I'm like, um, seriously, one, this is not helping me swim any faster. It's actually adding resistance. Two, I feel like a shark's going to attack me with my goggles on that I just bought like the day before. And three, I'm like, you have to swim by like the on the water restaurants. So like you could see people leaning over the rails and they're like, who is this girl? What is she doing? Is she dead? Is she okay? And obviously like I'm not, I never did swimming as a kid, never did swim team. So my swimming skills not that great. <laughs> I'm more of like a paddler. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's probably the wildest thing I've ever done fitness-wise. 
that comes to the top of my mind right now. See, what came to the top of my mind when I asked you that question is maybe 29 classes in a 12-day period. Ew. Or less than a 12-day period because you were gone for part of it. I don't know. Someone might call that crazy. Someone would call that winning a competition. Not sure. Not sure. You know, that didn't even cross my mind because I enjoyed it so much. I'm sure it was fun. I mean, I had fun yes. getting to 24, so... It was just that like, was fun. That was like good, healthy competition. Absolutely. Slightly obsessive, but it's okay. And, you know, better to do that than other things, right? It's very true. All right. Let's talk a little bit about tips, tricks, hints, hacks to keeping on your journey. I know you've given some really great tips about how to keep balance and being yourself so that you belong where you need to be, but what is your number one tip for staying healthy? Like, I would give it, on any given day, I may say drinking water or, you know, getting movement in. What's your number one tip? Mm, number one, wake up happy. I like it. And find that one song that you can just dance to. Oh, yes. Everybody has that. You need a good kitchen dance yes. daily. Can you recommend a go-to source, blog, book, or anything that will help someone on a health and fitness journey? Yeah. The one that I'm like hooked on right now, actually I have two. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, so there's the CEO of Burn Bootcamp has a podcast and he has great like 10 to 35 minute motivational spiels about nutrition, health, motivation, kind of all of what we're talking about tonight um but he just kills it okay and i love that it's kind of like if you're in a funk listen to one of those podcasts and you will either get shook and be like rethink all your values (laughs) and say oh wow i need to push myself harder or you know if you're on that right track be like heck yeah i am in the right direction let's go he also has a book um, called Stop Starting Over, which I have. I just haven't started reading it. <laughs> so I want to get to that. And then another fun one um, is called The Health Code. It's by Sarah's Day and her boyfriend. They're an Australian couple. And they she's vegan, but they just talk about fun like experiences that they have and um, you know finding balance in your life and how health has really impacted her life because she had like stuff going on with her health like hormonal acne and all that stuff and she basically cured herself from her gut i like it which is cool i will link to all of this in the show notes to the burn Bootcamp podcast the stop starting over book and the health code as well so that y'all can check it out. I will be checking out in the next couple of days for sure because I'm always on the lookout for a good motivational and a kind of inspiring type of source or book, blog, anything that um, I can use to make sure that I stay motivated along the way. What is your go-to nutrition product or supplement if you have one? You know, I feel like I just like high school and college I abused supplements Mm -hmm. so now I'm kind of like supplement free I like it if anything I I do like a good um 
isopure protein. And if you guys like frappuccinos like I like, um, a good healthy version is you just do like two scoops of the isopure chocolate protein and then you mix it in with um, like just black coffee with some ice. And it literally is your healthy mocha frappuccino. I like it, guys. You get tips, tricks, you get a story, and a recipe. I will also put that in the show notes so that you can make your very own protein frappuccino that is delicious, according to Miss Sydney Vane. Oh, yeah. And you got to blend it. <laughs> blend it. <laughs> blend it. Blend it. Love it. Put it in the blender. Then, yes. then it really is like the consistency of a frappuccino. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Thank you very much for sharing all of your great wisdom, tips, tricks, and your story. We have one more thing to do that I do at the end of every interview, and it is called One Lap Around the Track. It's five questions. You get the first answer that pops in your head, and I will call you out if you don't tell the truth on one of the questions. So are you ready? Oh, Lord, yes. Hit me with that. First question. One word to describe your journey. Crazy. Your favorite snack? Skittles. Most hated exercise? Burpees. What is in your gym bag? Nothing. I don't own one. Last thing you ate? Sweet potatoes. I love it. Thank you again. I am so glad that we were able to do this before you abandoned me to go to Charlotte, which then I'll have to post on Instagram stories. When is Sydney coming back? Slash plan a trip to Charlotte to check out whatever new fitness studio that you find. It'll be awesome. But thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast, telling about a health and fitness journey. You can find all the archive episodes and show notes at tjtellsit.com forward slash podcast. Never miss the next episode by subscribing through your favorite podcast app, such as Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or just sign up for my email newsletter on tjtellsit.com. Not only that, signing up will score you a free weekly fitness planner. You can send your questions to me at tj at tjtellsit.com. In between episodes, you can follow my journey on Instagram or Twitter by following TJ Tells It. Until next time. Keep in mind that this is a one step at a time, always moving forward journey, and you will too succeed on your health and fitness journey. I'm TJ and I'm telling you.